threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Man, this song is it's good. It's bumping. Like I can't I just help. have it on loop. Can't I help drive but around like, town. Nod my head like when it comes on. It's like just this beat going all the time. <laughs> you got it like in your headphones, seeing, <laughs> yeah. seeing patients. Never, it just doesn't end. Over just and over, loop and loop. over and over again. Great my idea. My run is right in rhythm with it. Yeah, boom, <laughs> boom. That's a that's a slow run. That is a very slow run, <laughs> which is jump pretty high. much my normal yeah. run. Well, welcome to the podcast studio today, Cameron. We are excited about today's episode. Yeah. Aren't we? We are. Okay, what are we radios talking about? Radios are great, right? Ah, uh, uh, man. The weather radio is the best radio you can own. It really is. Something so, about it just makes me... But all those emergency good. alert systems we need to be aware of. Yeah, there's a ton of them. Emergency and, information, emergency yeah. alerts, that's, that's what we're talking about, yeah. right? And then a little special piece. On the weather radio, <laughs> exactly. Well, it's just a big piece of it, right? Yeah, so. yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. Some all those emergency alerts. You yeah. need to know which ones to watch out for and which ones are fake. Do you I'm know where I've gotten several emergency radios? Battle box. I think all mine came from. <laughs> Probably. It is the monthly subscription box full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. Each month, Battlebox sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you normally pay. You never know what's in the next box. Could be an emergency radio. But here's a sampling of what users received this last month. The Battlebox custom wallet. I mean, if you got if you got uh, credit cards or cash, great for that. Perfect. Yeah, it's good The thing. Deadfish German Kiritsuke Duo. That is such a cool Oh, knife. my gosh, dude. I cut some stuff with it the other day. Me too. I and mean, it was beautiful. Piece of cheese. Piece of cheese. That's right. All this badassness starts at just $34.99 per month. They've shipped over a million boxes and one best men's subscription box of 2020. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Get your first battle box plus a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Listener reviews mm-hmm. starts mm-hmm. now. Isn't that Deadfish the one that has the cutting board on yeah. it? Yeah. Such a cool knife. It's so rad. Um, love these guys. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. There's like a comma. Great. <laughs> you guys are fantastic, and the whole family gathers to listen to your podcast. Ooh. Come on, little Cam and Colby. Come listen to the podcast. Come on, listen to Uncle Cam and Uncle Colby. <laughs> They're going to tell you a little something. <laughs> Dude, I love just thinking about that. makes me happy. Yeah. I don't just know gather why. Gather around, gather around. Gather around. They're just playing it through like an old system. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. Kids are all. I'm going to get my banjo, Dad. Play along today. I got my friend still. Come up steel. But also, thank portal. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to be part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, uh, leave us a five star review. Make it awesome. It's a mad, mad world. You know, it's hard enough these days to be a cattle rancher. I don't know if you've you've heard, yeah. but yeah. it ain't easy doing it. Sure I mean, isn't. your family knows they're they got the dairy cows. But you know it's 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 harder and harder and harder, and it gets even harder when people start mutilating cattle. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> is it people? I don't know. That's what I'm. That's that's the weird thing. So Texas authorities are investigating the deaths of six cattle that were found with their tongues removed 
No blood spilled and no signs of struggle. What? Yeah. Man. Dude, this is so weird. The cattle were found along Texas Highway in Madison, Brazos, and Robertson County. Ranchers told the Madison County Sheriff's Office that a six-year-old Longhorn Cross cow had been found lying on her side and mutilated. That a six-year-old cross, <laughs> Longhorn Cross cow. Uh, that sounded like Ain't Trump. no normal cow. <laughs> no, nah, that was my Longhorn Cross cow. So just the tongue missing. This is weird stuff, dude. A straight, clean cut had been made with apparent precision to remove the hide around the cow's mouth on one side, leaving the, leaving the mat under the removed hide untouched, the sheriff's office said. The tongue had also been completely removed with zero blood spill. How? Uh, I know. How? <laughs> what? The sheriff's office said there were no signs of struggle. As alien tech there. There were no signs of footprints or tire tracks in the area. Stranger still, no predators. No or, rings? No, no, uh... Crop <clears throat> nothing circles or anything. Stranger still, no predators or birds would scavenge the remains well, yeah. of the cow, leaving it to decay for several weeks. Um, four adult cows and one yearling were discovered uh, under similar circumstances. Uh, let's see. Um, ba, 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 ba. Uh, one <clears throat> on two of the five cows, a circular cut had been made, removing the anus and external genitalia. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> with the same precision as the cuts around the jaw lines of each cow. So With each discovery, there were old zero signs of struggle or disturbance, zero blood spill, no noticeable tracks, no predators or birds would scavenge the remains. What? This was just recently. This was just in the last <laughs> What? This is over Skinwalker Ranch? This is over in Texas. Oh, man. That yeah. is super weird. I know, man. So, uh... Man, is, the aliens are, are doing to our cows... Mm. What a white man did to the buffalo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I don't know if they were into the anus of the buffalo, but... Buffalo anus? Angus. <laughs> black anus buffalo black. meat. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, weird uh, stuff, dude. That is super weird. Mm -hmm. Well, um, this one's just scary. Okay. So. I don't like scary. The who? Who? Hmm? Who warns <laughs> of extremely dangerous situation as Sudan fighters... Take over disease lab. Sedan fighters? Sedan <laughs> fighters. driving cars. Sudan. Okay, Sudan. But, um, <laughs> Sedan Hussein. <laughs> Sedan Um, but yeah, like, <clears throat> I never, like, I never really thought much about this where they're doing all those freaky weird studies with viruses and bacteria and stuff mm. in those areas that are, like, at risk for terrorism. Yeah. That is scary. That's so, not fun. Um, there is a high risk of biological hazard in the Sudanese capital of Khartoum. Khartoum, I don't know how to say that. After one of the warring parties seized a laboratory holding measles and cholera pathogens and other hazardous oh, materials, the WHO said on Tuesday. Um, this is the main concern. No accessibility to the lab technicians to go to the lab and safely contain the biological material and substances available. They can't go in there and like keep it all under control, like just mm. flowing out of pipes. These so, are my diseases now. <laughs> I can't I can't keep them cool anymore. Um, the fighting erupted between the Sudanese armed forces and rapid support forces uh, paramilitaries on April 15th and killed at least 459 people and injured 4,000 according, over 4,000 according to the Who's Latest Figures. But Man. on the side, there's a big old building full of diseases that is Great. going unchecked. And now... In the hands of terrorists, and, wonderful or, or whatever those people was going on over there. But I'm like, that's that's terrifying to think. I never even I know. thought about, um, you know, those things going falling into the wrong hands. Yeah, it's not that's good. scary stuff. That's bad. In fact, so, yeah. Anyway, 
Well, hopefully, sleep on that. Just sleep in case that. something does happen, I'm hoping you're getting your emergency. If you're going to Sudan, Sudan, <laughs> then uh, watch <laughs> out. Gonna head out to Sudan for vacation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about emergency alerts, Cam. Yeah. Uh, emergency alerts, emergency information. Um, it's it's super crucial. Right, we're we're gonna talk about all of it today, but uh, let's let's start at the very beginning. Like, what is it? What are we talking about? Um, so when emergencies strike, whatever that might be, public safety officials, um, and there's many different uh, agencies and, and people who do this. They use timely and reliable systems to alert the public, right? And most people just like take this for granted. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, they're gonna send out. I'll, I'll they'll get it somehow because they're always watching Fox News or whatever. It's like I'll just get it all. <laughs> no, from that. no more Tucker Carlson gone. <laughs> yeah, no more. Tucker. I should have put that in the man. You should have. Oh yeah. Um, so they send out these alerts on multiple platforms, all of which Cam and I are going to discuss today. Um, but who sends them out? Who is it? Who? The who? So the who does? <clears throat> they probably do. I mean, sure. they probably have access to do that kind of thing. But federal agencies and state, local, tribal, and territorial governments are eligible to send alerts. Your local tribe yeah. will send out an alert. Yeah. Well, we do have a local tribe here, which is That's interesting. True. <laughs> That's true. Um, other public or private sector organizations may also be um, eligible, depending on their public safety mission, which is interesting. Didn't really know that. There's like private sector organizations that can do that do. kind of thing. <clears throat> so why, why, why are these emergency alerts important? Why should you, as a prepper or someone who wants to be more prepared, why should you care? Because, man, information in um, in any survival situation, in any emergency situation, it's key, right? It's like one of the most important things, one of the most important preps uh, that you can have is information. And timely information is even more important because getting the information before an event happens or <clears throat> as quickly as possible as an event is happening could honestly mean the difference between life or death. Yeah. It really could. So um, you as a prepper, you as someone who wants to be more prepared, can set yourself up to get that information that you need when you need it. Um, and that's kind of like the whole point of what we're talking about today is like, just don't take for granted that you're going to get this information somehow. <clears throat> just don't under the neck the normal course of action during your day because you need to set yourself up to make sure that you're getting these things um, when you need it. Yeah, it's you know? true. You do kind of overlook that. You're just yeah. like, oh, It'll probably be posted on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I follow Dwayne Wade on Facebook. He'll probably let me know. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just how it is. <clears throat> but, uh, um, so honestly, like and I a said, a lot of these seem like kind of prehistoric, like yeah. really old systems that you're like, do we need to pay attention to these anymore? Yes. Like, who listens to the radio? <laughs> right. You know, who listens to podcasts? I got serious radio. I ain't listening to the local stuff. You serious? Yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, like, again, like having a warning, having this type of information in a sense is just as important as having food and water. Yeah, it really like it, is. It really is. And so you, you need to think about it. You need to discuss this with your family and your, and your group and all that kind of stuff. But also thinking about having updated information during a disaster is going to be super important to know, like, when to bug out if you need to, when to come back if, you know, like, there's just a lot of information that you need to yeah. continue to get as um, an event is unfolding or an event is over, right? Yeah. So... When are these uh, things most likely used? Like, what type of events? And we all know, like, the weather events. We've heard the 
you know, the emergency alerts on the radio or on the television, if anybody watches television anymore, over-the-air television or cable, you know. Um, we've seen the weather events, like there's a, there's a tornado coming or there's a, a severe thunderstorm with a flood warning, all flash flood warnings, those types of things we know about. Um, messages from the President of the United States, you know, I'm out of tapioca. <laughs> Somebody bring it. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that's what we'd probably get now. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, everybody's getting mad at You're going to be in big trouble now. Big trouble. I like chocolate pudding. National Alerts, the Castle Peppers podcast are terrorists. <laughs> That's exactly what they would say, too. <laughs> Watch out. Um, yeah, so messages from the President of the United States, whatever that might be, whatever situation that might um, be, that he can send them out. Yeah. He can do that. He has the authority and the power to do that. Um, statewide emergency information. He has the mic hot. Oh, all, yeah. all day long. Carries it. It's in, in the, the briefcase. It's in the briefcase with the, uh, the bathroom. The nuclear codes, <clears throat> you know, right next to it. Yeah. Um, statewide emergency information. So your state can send these out. And then local emergency information, like for, you know, a station's operational area, like evacuation and sheltering plans, those types of things. Right. Um, so that's kind of like the, the overall what we're talking about today, emergency alerts. All the alerts. different forms of it and yeah. why we have it. Yeah, and we're, we're going to talk about like how is this sent out? What In which ways do they send this out? Which, which information do they send out? How do you receive it? And all those types of things. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about EAS. EA Sports. It's in the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It ruined every sports game. <laughs> um, the emergency alert system, formerly the emergency broadcast system. Yeah. Until 1997. That's old For school. old Dogs. <laughs> yeah. Emergency but um, I remember that. System. I remember the emergency broadcast system. I, do I didn't realize that it had switched to this. I thought, I'm like, maybe that one just faded out and <laughs> this one bought them out or something. <laughs> yeah, it was a takeover. But they switched it over. Um, it's a national public warning system that allows the president to address the nation within 10 minutes during a national emergency. Mm. Uh, quick fact, uh, yeah. it's never been used for a national emergency. Isn't that crazy? That's insane to me. See, I thought for sure it had, and me I too. tried to look it up and- No and national use ever. No. There's always been just local and like little state things. Like you, I was like, well, maybe they did during 9-11, but- That's what I thought. It didn't So 9-11 and they, yeah, they never, they never did. I'm trying to think when they could have, like what, what would be, yeah, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. It's been real safe for everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, that it's is really good. not bad that, is, that we yeah. haven't had to for a national So that's kind of crazy. We have that system for a national alert, and we've never had to use it. So that's good. That's but, awesome. Um, anyways, uh, state and local authorities may also use the system to, to, deliver, to deliver important emergency information, such as weather information, imminent threats, amber alerts, get those all the time, mm -hmm. local incident uh, information targeted to specific areas. We're probably both wrong on that, and it's been used before, and somebody's going to mess. No, I I looked everywhere, but I did too, yeah, but you, somebody probably be like, no, 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 no. Back in '65, not that it had been. I think I'd read um, that it had been you. It's been used like between 1960 something and, and 1995, like 20,000 times, but never at a national level. Hmm. Probably way more than that, but yeah. Um. The EAS is sent through broadcaster, satellite, digital audio services, uh, direct broadcast satellite providers, cable television systems, and wireless cable systems. So it basically goes through anything that you're getting. Well, by Netflix. It's going through Netflix. <laughs> yeah. The president has sole responsibility for determining when the national level EAS will be activated. That's the whole thing, though. Like, how many people actually watch television, listen to the radio? That's the thing, yeah. There's some anymore. limitations for sure. Like, so now, that's and I'll why... I'll talk about those limitations. Yeah, and that's why I feel like this is really 
a good discussion because, like, I don't have television. Mm-mm. I rarely listen to the radio. I know. Same here. You know, and so you gotta, you gotta Everybody be, be evacuating and be like, "What? <laughs> what are you guys doing? Oh, hey, see, you leave town, leave this place. Everybody to me. going on a trip, same time. Weird, <laughs> but um, yeah. The so FEMA and the FCC are responsible for the national level tests and exercises. Makes sense. And accidents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The EAS is also used when all other means of alerting the public are unavailable. So most of the time, like a lot of other things have gone through. Yeah. And there's another, and, and I'll talk about those limitations in just a second. Um, EAS is a front end to integrated public alert and warning system, the iPause. Oh. <laughs> you should put pause on. iPause, P-A-W-S. Um, it's like what, a... An iPhone for a dog. I know. That, that to me, sounds like something you can, some subscription at Petco. Yeah, it does. I got iPods. I got iPods. Get food delivered to me. Yeah, they just delivered that kibble right to my door. (laughs) Your cat litter coming in every month. (laughs) Yeah. Get that. I need that. Thanks for the iPods. My lizard food. Apple's new iPods app. (laughs) iPods. For your pet. Mm. Um, Which coordinates the distribution of alert uh, information via multiple channels, including the AS, the WEA. Which you'll mm-hmm. talk about the wireless emergency alerts, and then the common alerting protocol cap. No cap. <laughs> no, all caps. <laughs> all caps. <laughs> so the limitations: the ES yeah. can only be used to relay audio messages that preempt all programming, as the intent of an emergency action notification is to serve as a last ditch effort to get a message out if the president cannot get to the media. Oh Which yeah, is, so that makes yeah. sense. So that's why it's it's kind of a backup um, and not really. Yeah, so it can easily be redundant by the immediate and constant coverage of major weather yeah. events and other newsworthy situations. So most of the time, we're just getting you know all the other news feeds from everything else. Also, so. like one of my favorite things in uh, apocalyptic type uh, prepper movies is when the like the president cuts in on yeah. TV. It's yeah, like, they oh, always have to show that. Yada, but I love it. It's like all one of the my channels. Favorite- same thing on every yeah, channel. Same thing on every station. <laughs> yeah. So the trend of, uh, of cord cutting has led to concerns mm-hmm. that viewers lessened use uh, of broadcast media in favor of streaming video service would inhibit their ability to receive emergency information. The Ready Act um, called for an inquiry into the distribution of alerts via internet platform. So they're looking into it. So they, they don't have that yet? They do not. Uh, I, I didn't find that that was actually in... Interesting. Yeah, so... They should. It's never been used for a national emergency, and mm-hmm. I wanted to read a few false alarms because I thought they were kind of interesting. False alarm. So EAS false alarms are... are um, on February 1st, 2005, Connecticut, an alert was mistakenly issued calling for the immediate evacuation of the entire state. Oh, gosh. The alert contained no specific details on why it had been issued. <laughs> the, mes- the message was broadcast due to an operator error while conducting an unannounced but scheduled statewide test. I'll bet you nobody left. No, I, yeah. This can't be real. Ah, Everybody man. in school was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> no, I would be, if I was Me in school, too. I'd if be I was gone. In, yeah. That's second. Uh, yeah. June 26, 2007, uh, emergency action notification was actually issued in Illinois uh, when a new satellite receiver at the state's EOS accidentally connected to a live system before final uh, internal testing of the new delivery path had been completed. The alert was followed by dead air and then an audio from a designated station in Chicago being simulcast across almost every television and radio station in the Chicago area. So it was kind of just a confusing, like, interruption that was, like, dead air. Wow. And um, people were just kind of like, I don't know what to do with that. But it did come from this service, which is makes you concerned. That does. Uh, May 19, 2010, NOAA Weather Radio 
tone alert radios in the Hermiston, Oregon area near uh, the Umatilla Chemical Depot were activated. Shortly after 5 p.m., the message transmitted was for a severe thunderstorm warning issued by the National Service of Pendleton, but the transmission broadcast instead was a long period of silence. <laughs> it's like, emergency, and then it did nothing. <laughs> yeah, tell me, tell me. So that me. one was just kind of like a dead air um, yeah. mistake. September 3rd, 2016, Tropical Storm uh, Hermine, is that what that one was? I can't remember. An alert was displayed on television calling for the immediate evacuation of the entirety of Suffolk County, mm-hmm. abruptly ending with the incomplete sentence, this is an emergency message from, and it never went on to anything <laughs> else. Um, oh, man. May 23rd, 2017, a nuclear power plant warning was issued for the Hope Creek and Salem nuclear power plants. The alert was issued for Salem in Cumberland counties in New Jersey. In a statement by the New Jersey State Police, it was text message intended for a small group of emergency management personnel who were uh, participating in the test, but it went out to everybody. Oh, gosh. That would be terrifying. Yeah, because that would freak you out if you live in a nuclear plant zone. Yeah. I'd be like, mm, I'm done. Any I'm warning, I'd be like, gone. Yeah, see ya. This one, uh, probably the most famous one that we've talked about mm-hmm. before. August 15, 2017. This one would terrify me. Um, uh, Guam stations, KTWG and KSTO, transmitted a civil danger warning for the island Guam. Homeland Security described the message, which interrupted programming on the stations and was received on television. Um, actually, this is the one that, this was right before the yeah, other one. the Hawaiian one. Yeah. Um, the incident impacted was, was strengthened as North Korea threatened, so they got an unauthorized EAS warning that there was a possible attack. Then June 13th, this was at 2018, yeah. 8.07 in the morning, uh, Hawaii Emergency Management Agency mistakenly issued an emergency alert warning of ballistic missiles inbound threatening the region. I'm like, the worst possible thing they could have done is yeah. made a mistake during this time when Korea was testing uh, a lot of long-range missiles. And they did it. Yeah. They did it. Man. Good job. And this guy, uh, obviously, he uh, resigned. Yeah. Um, that made the mistake. He works at Walgreens now. Yeah. There were actually breaches too, um, security breaches, and I think this is, there was a couple of them where they'd actually taken over the uh, broadcasting system, and they used, one of them was uh, alerting that there were, uh, gosh dang it, where is it? Oh yeah, here it is. February 2013, uh, Great Falls, Montana, a breach into the EAS system to play a false alert allegedly warning of zombie the zombie one we talked about that one we did talk about that one February 28, 2017 Indiana was hacked um, in in a nearly identical manner playing uh, the same dead bodies audio from the February 2013 incident I didn't know that they picked it up and used it I didn't know that either January 20th sorry if these are boring but I was like they're cool a security ledger published an investigation finding that at least 50 ES decoders by the digital alert system had not been patched for a security vulnerab- vulnerability. So who knows uh, what's out there still. And then February 20th, 2020, uh, Washington-based provider was hacked, causing approximately 3,000 customers to receive several false alerts, radiological hazard warning uh, to be one of the many that came through that system so anyways man um i just thought i'd throw that in there you're going to start paying more attention to eas and and then if it gets hacked which it could but that that's a scary thing and that's why i wanted to mention it it's like cyber uh cyber attacks you could use this system 
to send out some false some alarms chaos. And stuff. I mean, yeah. the chaos Civil. that was caused in, in the Hawaii incident was just insane. Like, yeah. the things that people were doing. Like, and it's I, super hard to correct that stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Once you're, like, fleeing. Once it's out. Yeah, it's out. Um, there's a couple of podcasts I listened to kind of about that whole situation that happened. It's The people, man, they were so scared. I would like, there been. was a guy... Um, I don't who, know that I would believe that it, yeah. somebody saying it was false. Man. I know. There was a guy who had his kids with him, and they didn't know what to do, didn't know where to go. He lowered his kids yeah, into they a, go in the a manhole yeah. in the in the road I because you me that. he didn't know what else to do. And, and that's, that's a part, great idea. It's a good idea, yeah. Why not? Yeah. You, you need to do something, so... Um, but then you sit down there for five hours, wait for blasts. Or I what? guess. I guess. Yeah, take that's your crazy. take your bug out bag down. I mean, of course, where do you go when you're in Hawaii? Like, I, you, there's nowhere to go. No, you just got to get underground or something. So, anyways, yeah, that, that crazy. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the wireless emergency alerts. That's WEAs. These are the ones that most of us nowadays are more familiar with. Um, the wireless emergency alert system was launched in 2012. Yeah. Um, WEA system has been used more than 78,000 times to warn the public about dangerous weather, missing children, and other critical situations. And it's usually missing children. That's the one that I see more often so when than we, any others. When we were in Idaho, that, that grocery store. Oh my gosh, was yes. That, that was through the wireless that was. system. And I don't know. but That was one of the most surreal moments <laughs> I have ever had. Ever. It was almost, so, like, we were almost like grinning like ear to ear <laughs> we about at each it, other but at the same time so we, we were, were like, in this what town were we in this little lad Malad, Idaho. Idaho, this little podunk town. Um, we were on the way, I think, to your cabin, right? It was just off I-15. And yeah. So. And so we, we stopped at the grocery store to get some food to take up to the cabin. It was just us and our wives. We were all standing in line uh, to check out. And all of a sudden, we started hearing like this emergency tone. And everybody's phone started going off in the entire store. It was so crazy. I had never seen oh. it like... And heard it that yeah. that like in sync. It was so- we were looking at each other. We're all getting our phones out, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" And there was something going on at that point where we thought, "Oh, this could be." It was, wasn't it the old guy that was abducted. Yeah, in yeah, it was an old guy that was abducted or that was lost. But there was something going on like in the world at that point. Where we were like, "Oh, is this this?" Yeah, what was going on? I don't know time. if it was North Korea or something. But we were Cam and I. Or was just, it right at about? I think it was right during the Ukrainian. And maybe when Russia was invading, whatever it was, it was, it was, it was a weird feeling. It was. Um, So it was like this, this, I I'm sad to say this. It was a mix of like panic and elation that there was like something crazy going on. As much as you feel like, you know, we go over this all the time. It's still terrifying. Oh Yeah. But it was, and but anyways, it, but, but the that was experience this. made me like, I was like, that was pretty cool. Like, <laughs> it was way cool. Like, I so wish I would have had video. It was video. like the start of a movie. It was so crazy. Like, I was half tempted to go talk to the security at the at the store to see if I could get the video <laughs> That would have been serious. Because you seriously. would, you would see everybody just freeze yeah. and like, look at their phone. Oh my gosh. That how crazy Who that? are you? Well, I'm a podcast specialist. <laughs> you, you okay. I'm from Utah. <laughs> I know we're in Idaho. You guys got different rules, yeah. but I need this. I'm footage. from the Habgood Foundation. <laughs> My grandpappy was Charles Habgood. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Oh, here, here it is. Whatever you need, sir. Um. Anyways, WEA. Um. It's a public safety system that allows customers who own compatible mobile devices to receive geographically targeted 
text-like messages alerting them of imminent threats to safety in their area. Um, so that's the cool thing is geographically targeted. And again, I come back and I remember the movie Greenland. Do you remember when mm-hmm. that there all their phones went off? And yep. it's kind of that that same type of uh, thing. That's what we're talking about. Um, wireless companies actually just volunteer to participate in this because obviously the government has to have their uh, cooperation to make this type of thing happen. Um, the alerts are brought Which is really going to probably reach people yeah. f- better than most. It will, yeah. Nobody's watching TV. And very rarely are they listening to the radio anymore. So the alerts are broadcast to the geographic area affected by an emergency. This means that if an alert is sent to a zone in New York, the WEA-capable mobile devices in that zone can receive the alert, even if they're roaming or visiting from another state. So that's, that's that was the cool, cool thing. Just like... We aren't from Malad, Idaho, but our phones went off because that's where we yeah. were, you know? Um, man, that, I, that was just, it was a great day. <laughs> was. Great day. It was, it, was, it was a good time. Um, in other words, a customer visiting from Chicago would be able to receive alerts in New York so long as that person has a WEA-enabled mobile device in which the alert Which is almost zone. all, like... Which I think is pretty much everything these days. Yeah, um, unless you're still sporting like a handspring or a yeah blackberry (laughs) if you got a blackberry you got more problems than not receiving (laughs) emergency alerts um wa alerts only cover critical emergency situations consumers may only receive four types of alerts in the wea national alerts issued by the president of the united states so this is like a tapioca crisis (laughs) or something like that right depends (laughs) depends crisis I can't find Depends my way. Depends on the crisis. <laughs> can't but find yeah. my way to the bathroom. National emergency. There's a shortage. <laughs> we need to close down all the governments and <laughs> yeah. all the government buildings and yeah, divert all of our energy to make more dependent. Um, and also, the administrator of FEMA can send out a national alert as well. Um, alerts involving imminent threats to safety or life. Amber alerts about missing children, and that's the one, again, that I get most often. You know, probably maybe once a month or something it goes off yeah, it for does. an Amber alert, which is great. That's a, it's fantastic. Utah's name. into that. Yeah, we love Abducting it. children. <laughs> we, like to just, we just like to alert everybody. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, yeah. Um, alerts conveying recommendations for saving lives and property. So, I mean, that's, you know, if there's floods coming yeah. and things like that, they can use that. Participating carriers may allow subscribers to block all but national alerts. So you can actually block your local alerts. I I thought you could. But you can't. It's against the law to block national alerts. Oh, good. You You can't turn that off on accident. You can't turn it off. There's no way to do it. Trying to say battery. (laughs) Yeah. Shutting off all of your... I don't care about no nuclear war. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, I thought you could turn it off, but it won't block the national. It alert. won't. It's okay. it's against the law to actually. I don't care about abductions. Yeah, unless it's an alien abduction. Amber alerts. <laughs> Come on. Um. Uh. This is another reason why your phone again is such an important prepping tool. It really is. Uh, keep it charged. Keep it on you, and don't be one of those preppers that say real preppers don't rely on their Seriously. phone. Because you're a dummy if you say modern that. Modern day. Yeah, we, we live in the modern day. We have our phones with us all the time. It is very critical. It's a very crucial part of uh, being prepared and getting this type of information because um, let alone the WEA alerts, there are um, billions and billions and billions of apps that you can get. Yep, there that, are that that can help you stay alert of different emergencies and things happening. Yeah. And Cam's going to talk about, about those right now. Those. Yeah, 
Yeah, there are. There are a ton of apps. There's a ton. I, I, was, I was browsing through these just to look at a few, but I have like five or six that are really yep. probably the most useful ones. Number one, life alert. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you fall down, you push a button, done. Yeah. But they actually do have an app. I thought it was kind of funny. Oh, they do. Interesting. Honestly, like one of probably, the if you're going to, if you don't have much space or you don't want a lot of crap on your phone, like the FEMA app is probably the best all around. It's my second favorite. You use the Red Cross one? The Red Cross one is, is probably your favorite. my favorite. That's yeah. the second one I had on the list yep. of being most important. I think it's the Red The yeah. Disaster Readiness app by Red Cross. Mm-hmm. So the 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 FEMA app, it's you know unique emergency alert types. You can select different types of alerts. Um, one of the most thorough emergency apps you can get. Um, it's not, it's not the best interface though. That's the thing I don't, it is kind of like the FEMA, a little old clunky looking a bit for like modern yeah. day apps. Mm-hmm. Um, directs users to disaster resources such as shelters, disaster relief centers, first aid kits, and casual prep podcast. That's right. I don't know if that's on there. Um, allow users to stay in touch with loved ones via news and social media in times of emergency, uh, and different crises. So that one's, that one's a really good one. Kobe likes the first day disaster readiness app by Red Cross. Yeah. Lots of helpful information. It is a little bit, um, I think it's a little more organized. It is. It feels it's better. It's easier to get to things. And, and maybe the FEMA app has been updated again, but the thing I like about this is that I can add different locations to get, so I'm about ready to go yeah, on for vacation. A trip. I'm about ready to go on vacation, so I'm going to add in a couple new locations nice. on there. You know, And I also like, I used to have a ton of family that lived out in Ogden. It's a different, like, three hours from us, so I had it. Where um, all the Amber Alerts come from. Yeah, that's exactly where all the Amber <laughs> Alerts come from. Um, but, uh, so I used to have it Ogden on there as well, so I could get alerts, what was happening in their area. So yeah. if I had to, I could help, you know, alert them, because I'm sure none of them yeah. have any alerts going <laughs> on. You know what I mean? True. So That's true, though, for my family, for my parents. I'm yeah. always like, I probably should watch Brigham, and, yeah, because and, they're not paying attention. Yeah, so that's why I like that one. And then it has other Well, sh- nothing came up when we're watching the game show. <laughs> yeah. Network. That's right. Nothing on the paper today about it. I don't <laughs> yeah, know what exactly. you're talking about. Sunday, the paper didn't say nothing about any emergency. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly right with uh, my parents. But um, so those two are really strong apps that have mm-hmm. a lot of features. Not only the alerts, but they have um, they have access to the different PDFs and stuff like that that, yep. that we talk about all the time. Yeah, like setting up your plan info. and mm-hmm. putting your details and stuff like that. Um, and it has a lot of really basic information. It has step by step instructions for first aid um, step crisis. By step. <laughs> yeah. Ex- Ooh, baby. Experts provide uh, guidance in forms of videos and quizzes. You can take tests on that. Oh, hell yeah. That is what I need more tests in my life. <laughs> when I'm sitting just at, you know, church, yeah. I'm taking first aid quizzes and different. Might as well uh, not waste that time sitting in the pews. <laughs> yeah. Get a, Get a quiz done on your phone. Oh, man. Um, the app contains interactive map that guides the user to Red Cross emergency shelters as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so those two are really good apps. They're free too. There's no subscription. You don't have to deal with any of I that. I like free. AccuWeather is a really mm-hmm. good app um, if you're worried about the weather. I have That's the, the thing. If too. there's very specific things that you're worried about, mm-hmm. um, a lot of these apps are, are like narrowed down to those things. Like if you're in a tornado area there's like a billion apps for tornadoes tornado app yeah tornado twister app. <laughs> eye twister yeah <laughs> well you just, looks like you can just take the tornado and break a bunch of buildings <laughs> there's That's a bunch a, of games that have tornadoes yeah in um speaking of they said the in our in the basin they had a tornado touchdown yeah 
I don't know kind how of true a tornado. that is. It was kind like, of, yeah. What'd they call it? Some weird cloud yeah. formation? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Doubt it. But anyway, um, the AccuWeather has, it tracks a lot of threats, including mm-hmm. severe weather alerts. Yep. Um, it's very detailed, but not all the features are free. That's the downside. Um, it is a little overwhelming. I've kind of played with it and it's like, eh, I'll just stick to my old temperature app. My radar one's pretty good too. My radar is the other I've, one that a lot that. of websites talked about. Is it? I did mention Facebook because, you know, a lot of people do post a ton of crap on their emergencies, mm-hmm. but you've got to take a lot of that with a grain of salt and do your own research. You mean people aren't, like, super smart about everything They're, they no, say? No, no. I'm just saying, like, a lot of stuff's going to come out very quick on there, yeah. but you've got to sort through yourself. Yeah. I don't use it. Um, Zello has a walkie-talkie app, as long as you have a wireless connection. Mm. Um, so... As long as there's power and, and a wireless connection, you can use it as a walkie-talkie. So it's a pretty cool little free app just to communicate with you and your family. Um, they also have a Pet First Aid American Red Cross app that has mm. very similar things. Loof dog alert. <laughs> do they have like alerts on there? I don't. Yeah, they do. Disaster oh, alerts. Interesting. But it has a lot of that information to take care of your pet and how to take care of your pet. <laughs> Feral cat downtown. Yeah. Kibble spilled on Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah out of stock <laughs> yeah. all cat uh uh litter cat oh litter i'm having a struggle here yeah, a little brain right. little cam hardy stroke <laughs> alert just came up on my phone i've got to i got to turn that, that thing like off i got like a 10 a day um cam had another stroke <laughs> <laughs> Mini stroke alert. Yeah. Cam Hardy. <laughs> Downtown. I um, Hardy app. Yeah. <laughs> um, smart traveler. This one you might find interesting. Accu-stroke. You're not going to really. <laughs> I stroke. I stroke. <laughs> no, that's a different app. Don't that, get that one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get the I stroke app. <laughs> that was mature. Yeah. Um, Don't download that one, kid. Yeah. Don't download that one. All right. Uh, f- yeah, comes standard on all uh, Android phones. <laughs> it probably does. So, uh, Smart Traveler, the official State Department app for the U.S. travelers, invites mm-hmm. you to see the world and access easy, <laughs> have easy access to frequently updated official country information. So, it's kind of cool. If you're going to yeah. travel out of the country, you can download the official uh, U.S. app. Am I going to get kidnapped in Mexico? <laughs> right. Probably. Smart, uh, Smart Travel also provides access to State Department's uh, free Smart Travel enrollment program. So you can be like, I'm going here. This is what I look like. This is how much I cost. <laughs> so <laughs> Do not pay the ransom. Um, so it has a lot of like things you can do prior to your trip to kind of yeah. try and keep your family safe and um, keep the ransom down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I read a negotiation book. Yeah. I'm good. So a lot of apps or a lot of websites also recommended Life 360. Mm-hmm. So it's like a friend and family tracking GPS tracking. I've got some people I know that have that. It seems it's a little expensive. intrusive. It's a little intrusive. It is. It's expensive it feels too. to me. You get like the the free part gives you like ac- uh, advanced location sharing, mm-hmm. location history, crash detection, a lot of stuff that the Apple phone does anyway. Yeah. So um, yeah. and a place alert to see. Family members come and go from your top places like home, school, or where they shouldn't be. Wingers. So, <laughs> we'll see how much my parents go to Walmart. <laughs> I know. Huh? Ding, uh, ding, ding, ding. Um, these I thought were cool. Um, maybe something for you because you're traveling. Okay. So, Bridgeify. 
Bridgeify. Bridgeify is actually uh, Bluetooth enabled or Wi-Fi enabled. You don't need power. Like you don't need a uh, internet or anything mm-hmm. that'll connect you and your family's phones without what? any service. How do they do that? It just uses their you know Bluetooth. So if you can want to you know something happens and you want to communicate to them that are pretty local, mm-hmm. then you're just gonna use this app like Bridgeify or Briar is a similar one for is it Android. Expensive? No, I don't think it is. I actually don't even think it costs anything. Are you joking me? Yeah. We're going to be on a cruise ship, and I wondered if that would work. It on should. A cruise that, ship. I would try it. Because you can. Bridgeify. Yeah. So. Give me that Bridgeify. We're sleeping, kid. Don't come over in the room. <laughs> Go find a hamburger, get a Yeah, white. Bridgeify looked pretty fancy. So, um, really? a free messaging app that works without internet. Perfect for natural disasters, large events, and schools. I thought that one was pretty cool. I actually downloaded it. Bridgeify. You might want it offline, so that messages. your kids can um, two stars. Like if you're in a plane and you're separate, you can you can chat with each other when you can turn your phones back on. Ain't that some? Yeah. Um, and then the CDC app. Did you put that on there? I did. Yeah. I was like, that's right. They do have one. I put a couple I actually have that there. one on mine too. I don't that's, know why. Yeah, that's another one that I've kept uh, just just for like the health alerts and and whatnot. Yeah. That it's pretty good. Um, and then the other one is the uh, your local emergency manager or management I office. That one either. I do have that one, um, and so that's like for any local alerts, they will send that out specifically on these apps. Um, so just it's, a little additional to your like yep. wireless yep. alert system, exactly. So, anyways, that's just anyways. Yeah, that those is. are those, like most of those are free. Mm-hmm. Like the Smart Traveler, I think, and the Live Three Hundred and Sixty are are paid. I never pay for apps anymore. Man, neither do I. I always find the free ones, except for Surfshark. That's, yeah, that's it. That is true. That's it. So um, I was actually perusing the Utah website, um, our local government's website, and they have a section called Citizen Alerts and Advisories. I just thought it was kind of interesting some of the other uh, types of alerts and advisories that they send out, and they have a couple of categories. Um, so it's just something you may just want to look into with your local state to see what other kind of alerts that you can get. Again, the more information you can get, the better. So you might as well look into it. So they had a general category. So this is like Amber Alerts, air quality and weather alerts that they'll send out, consumer recall and protection alerts, yeah, that's good. Um, health advisories. High in, school fights. High school fights. <laughs> bum fights. Do you remember bum fights? Uh-uh. <laughs> you don't you remember the videos they used to make where they'd get bums fighting? <laughs> and you could rent it from wherever. Anyways. Um, I do remember a little bit about that. Um, and then never they, got into it. Never really got into bum fights too much. Um, and then they had disaster alerts, earthquakes, Utah fire info, and be ready. Oh, yeah. Utah. That was another app. There's an earthquake-specific one that Is I actually it? downloaded because I'm like, that's probably our, oh, that's one actually, of our biggest, scariest yeah, that's a good like, idea. threats. They have a travel section. So they have international travel advisories. They will send you Utah traffic alerts, construction projects, but you'd have to mute that one because it would just go off. All the freaking yeah. time because it's constantly on construction. They have even fish and wildlife alerts like waterfowl advisories and fish advisories in case you were wondering. Oh. You need some fish advisories? Yeah. You can get that. So um, so you can look into those and see um, what Oh, might... another app was Solar Alert. It'll oh, keep track of like solar, solar flares and oh, stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Really. I know. That's cool. Anyways, that is some local advisories and citizen alerts that you could look into with your local government. Nice. I'm going to give you a little advisory right now. Okay. Cybercrime's scary. It's a big deal. It is. And so you need to protect yourself because no matter how much you think you're going incognito on that Chrome browser, Mm -hmm. all of your stuff's still accessible, seen by other people, and tracked by criminals. So you really need to get 
a virtual private network, and the only one to get is Surfshark. Yep. It can protect you and all of your devices from online threats. One subscription isn't going to give you access to just two or three. It's going to be any device that you have that connects to the internet, which is the awesome thing about it. You basically, you're going to go gray man online. You're going to shield all your information from websites and other online services. You can't. Uh, you don't have to worry about if you click on that unsafe ad, maybe on purpose or on accident. And it's going to track your emails too. If if it's compromised, it's going to email and let you know that your password has been leaked. Pretty awesome stuff. Um, Kobe was not wrong. It is the only app that I do pay for. Mm -hmm. I do pay for Surfshark because it's such a simple to use app and it keeps me uh, protected, especially when I'm traveling, when I'm connecting to public Wi-Fi. I always turn the sucker on. Because, not a bad idea. Because you never know. You mm -hmm. never know who's watching. The other thing that's really nice is you can actually use that virtual private network, connect to a server in a different country, and watch some special stuff on Netflix, like the UK access, only, you know, mm -hmm. the, their library. Um, I've used that several times for soccer games, so pretty cool. That's rad. Use casual, uh, casual preppers for 83% uh, off for 24 months. That gives you a full 27 months for less than 60 bucks. You will not find a better deal. Nope. You will not find an easier app to protect yourself when you're online. So go do it. Go use Casual Preppers for the discount and be safe online. Nice. You can Dude. even refund for after 30 days. You don't know what you're doing. That's insane. So um, emergency radios. So um, everyone should have an emergency radio. At least one. Yeah. And I have several. Yeah. But... Emergency radios. So, according to the Federal Emergency uh, Management Agency, mm -hmm. FEMA, <laughs> FEMA, recovery officials estimate an NOAA all-hazards weather radio may provide as much as eight minutes to move family and pets to a specifically constructed safe room mm -hmm. or at least a secure location in their home. Eight minutes to protect yourself if you have emergency radio. Mm -hmm. So, uh, mobile emergency notifications are great, and that's what most of us are relying on and typically will get. But older technology, such as radios, have an essential role in community disaster management. Um, seriously, one of my favorite parts on, like, survival movies, and, mm -hmm. and most of them have it, is they find that old radio. Like, yeah. Signs has a really good, like, oh, yeah. scene of that, when he's just, like, brushing off, and he's like, and they're trying to find anything to listen to what's going on outside. Why you don't is, know. Why is that so appealing? I can't figure it's it a, out. It's just it's just like the, the jets flying over the yeah. start of the apocalypse, mm -hmm. and then later on, it's like the best thing is like they, they're trying to listen to what's going on outside. Oh, I love it, man. And so you really do. You need to have an emergency radio to be able to to listen. It's, it's one of your biggest, most important communication devices. Yes. So, uh, what, what information can you get from a radio during a disaster? In an emergency, staying informed is crucial, like we were talking about. And so, there are types of information that a radio can provide. What's going on, like I was saying, um, you can kind of listen to what's being broadcast about uh, whatever situation is going on. Keep up to date. What's going on? Is it coming to your hometown? Mm -hmm. Is it in your hometown? Um, often more problems develop too to kind of stack on top of those. You get a weather alert emergency, then there's power outages in certain parts of the town or flooding. And so you need to keep up on then the emergency. Then there's food shortages. And, and then, then there's, there's civil, civil uh, disorder. And, yeah. yeah. And then there's illnesses and then everybody dies. And they all come to your house. Yes, exactly. Um, you get official, uh, official instructions. Unpredictable and chaotic nature of some disasters and emergencies is difficult to know what to do. Radio broadcasts include official instructions from emergency management authorities. So if you didn't keep up on learning how to do this stuff, mm -hmm. you, you might be instructed over the radio, maybe, if you have time. So uh, evacuation warnings. So 
you may stay and bug in and then there may be a point that you just need to get out and hopefully you have that radio to tell you to do so. Local resources, radio broadcasts tell you how to access local resources such as food, clean water, shows, games, um, <laughs> rodeos. Podcasts. Yeah. Um, but no, mostly like disaster aid and clean water and stuff like that. Expert perspective. Disaster aid? That's like a Gatorade type thing? <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. <laughs> we'll have them on the podcast. Disaster aid. Mm. Interviews with local authorities, first responders, and charity executives provide insight into what's going on in your area. And morale boosting media. You Man. can listen to some music. That, that to me is actually a huge thing. Especially I think it's probably one of the biggest things for sure. In like a long, a long term, even in a short term, like even just hearing somebody like, oh, they're they're at the radio station. They're okay. They're just giving me information. Everything's like, ah, you know, yeah. it's just something about it yep. just feels like it's going to be okay. Exactly. Somebody's giving me information that's <laughs> right. local. I'm going to be all right. You right. know, the world's not it in does. it. It does. It does help. So There's um, still civilization out there. Exactly. So those are a lot of the reasons to have one for um, yeah. not only getting alerts, but kind of helps keep you informed and gives you a little uh, relaxation. Yeah, I like that. So a big piece of this emergency radio is the NWR, which is the NOAA weather radio, um, or it's also known as NOAA weather radio, Noir. all hazards. Noir. 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 <laughs> Noir. <laughs> yeah. It's an automated 24-hour network okay, say of VHF FM weather radio stations in the United States that broadcast weather information directly from a nearby weather service office. That's that creepy voice you hear droning on about clouds in the sky and rain coming. It's so creepy sometimes when you actually when it you hear it. It is creepy. You're like, this is, oh, it's just talking about the weather. Uh, it's just the weather. It occasionally broadcasts other non-weather-related events such as national security statements, natural disaster information, which to me feels like it's kind of a weather-related event. Right. Probably anyways. Environmental and public safety statements such as Amber Alerts, civil emergencies, fires, evacuation orders, and other hazards sourced from the FCC emergency alert system, which we already talked about. Uh, cool thing, uh, as of 2016, there are over 1,000 NWR transmitters across the U.S., and it covers 95% of the population. Dang. Again, that's why it's so important to have this, because it's kind of your last-ditch effort for information. set up for that, yeah. The cell towers may be down. Um, the TV stations may be down. The internet may be down. And <gasps> What? Yeah. Um, so your last line of defense for getting information is going to be via radio. And um, most of these stations have backups. For sure, the NOAA um, uh, transmitters have backups on them. So if the power goes out, they're going to still be pushing out that information. So that's why it's so critical to have an emergency radio. Um, whenever a weather or civil emergency alert is issued for any part of an NWR station's coverage area, many radios with an alert feature will sound an alarm or turn on upon detection of the 1,050 hertz attention tone that sounds just before the voice portion of the alert message. This feels like magic. I don't know how it works. And I was going to just say, like, <laughs> I, don't I honestly it. think this is probably one of the biggest, most, like... <laughs> Like uh, amazing technologies ever invented. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so weird. They just turn on. Yeah, like out of nowhere, so. transmit some stuff through the air. You can't see. Yes, it's gonna come into another box somewhere else, and you can hear it. It's so weird. Yeah. So you know, any expert will tell you that a weather radio receiver for these alerts should be standard in any home. Schools should have them. Churches should have them. Public gathering places they should all have them. So. 
Um, this is something I had thought about a while ago too. Can I just use I my thought this too. regular I think radio? This is awesome, yeah. But the NOA emergency broadcasts are unable to be heard on conventional AM FM receivers. Not to say that you won't get you'll get an emergency yeah. alert, but these specific broadcasts cannot be heard on just a regular your car radio, right? Weather radios with location specific emergency alert support come on a wide range wide range of models and form factors. You can get standalone devices which only handle the emergency service broadcast, or you can get multi-band units which allow you weather radio to perhaps double as a CB, a car radio, two-way radio, shortwave receiver, and all those kinds of things. They can run from ten bucks to hundreds of dollars. Again, there's a wide range in models and features and things that you can get with these radios and levels of technology. You just got to decide which one you want. Cam's going to talk a little bit more about like the specific features you can get, right? Um, And a lot of people are like, well, aren't I just going to get alert after alert on these freaking radios? Why should I have one of these things? Actually, nowadays, weather warnings can be filtered down to your specific geographic area based on a code called SAME. Specific Area Message Encoding. Some don't have that. Some do not I did not know that. that. So you've got to determine what model you have and if your model can support same. Um, The areas for this system are separated by county, and each county will have a numeric value assigned to it, which your weather radio can be programmed to scan for. And it's kind of weird because our area isn't even by county. It actually comes from Colorado. Does it really? It comes from Grand Junction, which is really weird. It is weird. Yeah, so um, anyways, that's um, a little bit uh, on the um Thanks, but NWR. no thanks, <laughs> yeah. Grand Junction. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so what is broadcast and when? And I was just going to mention this like briefly because yeah. it's not like, I just thought it was interesting that they actually have um, a specific- They have a schedule. Yeah, they have a yeah. specific schedule of what's broadcasted. So- just a little taste of what they talk about here. Um, let me see. The okay. programming. So, so at 1 a.m., <laughs> area climate summary. Played 15-minute intervals during the period. Mm. For, uh, 0-4-30. Okay. <laughs> regional forecast updated. And then you get regional weather synopsis, hazards, weather outlook, and call for action um, so if you have this schedule, you can kind of look what, you know, wait for that little time you frame. Set your around. alarm yep. for 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Hazardous weather outlook, call for action at, at 12 uh, o'clock. And then at 1300, you get three to five day extended forecast. Hmm. That's a good time to listen. And then at 1530, uh, you've got regional forecast updated. So it kind of cycles through over mm-hmm. and over again. And then broadcast routine during emergencies, um, hourly roundup. Weather roundup, then you got hazard hazardous weather. It's time for the weather roundup on the <laughs> NOAA <laughs> Weather Channel. That does sound like <laughs> it. And then, um, yeah, short-term for, forecast, all that stuff. So it's just kind of cool. They have this little schedule that you could print out if you're, like, totally into following along with, mm. ah, no, no, don't even listen to it until 1 o'clock. Traffic and weather together on the nines. <laughs> yes. So, yes, sir. Um, emergency radio builds and features. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this a few times on the comms episode. I think we talked about yep. different things. But let me talk about just a few little details on here. For one, when you're shopping for a weather radio, look for two features. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the most important features. Designated weather alert radio. Mm-hmm. So you want one that's going to, and I'll talk about the differences there. But the and then have an NOAA logo. Yeah, so, that's the easy way because usually it's right there on the top or the front yep. of the radio somewhere. You can see that logo and because you want that because you, you can't it. pick good. it up on your other radio. Yeah, no. So uh, 
a battery. I really like the ones that you can actually put in regular batteries mm-hmm. as well, because that's always a, a, a you know sure way of having a radio ready. Because you don't know, it might not be charged. You're going to be cranking on that thing. The sun might be blocked with the weather and stuff like that. So you want to be able to put a battery in it and have it just ready to go for several hours. Solar, most of them come with this. Um, the one thing I do like about the solar panels on the radios is radios don't use very much power. So it's yeah. like, that's the one thing I've found where if it sits out in the sun for just a second, you can get a few minutes of radio. Mm-hmm. And so that, that they actually work quite well for these. Nice. Um, crank radio. Uh, so unless you lose your arms like Kobe would prefer instead of your legs, yeah. then cranking this bad boy I will crank always with my work. toes. <laughs> Yeah, hold it with one foot, crank with the other arm. I think I could. Yeah, you probably could. I got kind of monkey toes. Um, uh, <laughs> these uh, are really good devices, or I mean, almost all the radios now come mm. with like all three. Yeah. They have a solar panel on top. They have battery compartment. They have a, a store, a little battery that's tucked in behind mm-hmm. to save, to store the solar power or, or even plug in um, and charge it. And then um, most of them have a light on them too, so. Yeah. When you're looking, just make sure that they have those features. Uh, you might as well just get one that has all those because that's what most of those companies make now. Um, ports. Since you're going to be cranking mm-hmm. and keep that power up, you might as well be charging a phone or some other device, maybe your flashlight or something like that. So ports are important on there. Um, a lot of them do have like a USB port. Um, that a lot of them have uh, additional little power ports on there. Even even have a headset jack in case you're the designated weather alert man. Just sits there with the headphones on all day. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Trying to get this. Weather report today. To the- <laughs> yeah. So, um, but if you have a radio and you can listen to some jams, yeah. there you go. So Heck yeah. Size, uh, tons of variety here. Mm-hmm. I have one that's a little bigger than a block of cheese. And then depends on how big your block one, of cheese is. And then another one that's the size of a cheese it box. I'm like, I had the worst comparison of size here. <laughs> cheese and cheese it box. Yeah. So I need to get something different to visualize yeah. other than I talk about co- like a pound block of cheese. I compare everything to a block of cheese. <laughs> I do too. How many blocks of cheese is that? Well, <clears throat> I kind of understand a little bit of how tall that is, but how many stacked on end yeah. would that I know you said blocks? that horse is 15 hands. <laughs> how many blocks of cheese is that? <laughs> That hog looks real good, but how many pounds of like a block of cheese would you Is that eat? like a, you know, 30 blocks of cheese <laughs> or 130? Well, <laughs> I know my cheese. Yeah. Cheddar. So, um, Sharp cheddar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Though, but yeah, you can get a lot of different sizes. They even have like a desktop radio, which is um, kind of a little bigger alert system, and typically it's uh, digital. So mm-hmm. there are digital and analog versions of these radio. Um, a lot of people like to have the digital version because you can fine-tune the radio yeah. system instead of like... I'd to like to get a digital one. Actually. I would too. But all, I think all mine are analog. I don't, I like don't have a digital. No, no, we do. Do we? The little FX2, whatever. The, is it digital? That little one. Oh, digital. it is digital, isn't it? So That's right. But the desktop radio, um, they're they're good to just have in the house. They're a little stronger, a little better built. Um, mm-hmm. You can choose your type of alert. From display voice or tone. <laughs> I combined. Whoa, what's I this com- alert? Oh, mini stroke alert from Cam. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> added voice and tone in one word. Voice. Voice. You can have it display the alert and only text alert. That's what your wife would like. She likes a little flasher alert on the phone. Always, everywhere. Yeah. In the um, movies. And there's like yeah. boop, 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 the whole, it's like a discotheque. Yeah. 
I, I, that, that's so distracting to me. Oh, I hate it. So, but you can do that. So I think your wife would like a desktop radio. And for it happens Christmas. in the middle of the night too. Like she gets a text or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like She's my like, like, whole room is like, I'm going into a seizure. At 2 a.m. All she sees is you just like digitally walking Pillow over her face. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this phone. (laughs) Yeah. So Listen um, to my voice. Voice is my voice. (laughs) Yeah. So um, you can choose all these different types of tones. Maybe you're hearing impaired and want the the strobe light on. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, you have digital versus analog. Um, The other thing is... Um, there's different weather radios. One's weather band, and mm. then there's weather alert radios. And I honestly didn't know there was much of a difference, but mm. there sure is. So not uh, not all radios instantly warn you of potential danger. Weather band radios require being powered on and tuned into a local weather station to receive the yep. alerts. A weather alert radio automatically and instantly alerts you whether the device is on or off. So this is kind of more the one you would want mm-hmm. is the weather alert radio. Um Weather band radio, um, well, let me skip all that. So AM, FM, this is a nice feature to have anyway to listen to some music, local news. That can be a feature on the radio too, and typically most of them have that. That's what, um, I think I've used mine camping more than anything for just listening to the radio. Um, NOAA, like you were talking about, um, I didn't know that some of them have that feature, like you were talking about, the same feature, which is specific area message encoding, so you're not just receiving all these alerts, it's very specific to the, the geographical area you're in. For, so, for example, if you live in Florida, um, you're more than likely do not need to be alerted of an avalanche warning in Colorado. Probably not. So, it, it, it will specifically be, you can code it in to where you're at and what regions you want and stuff like that. So, what that's if you can pretty code important. In several areas. Uh, that's a good question. I did not see if you could. Have to look into I, I that. wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, with, with approximately 650 NOAA weather stations around the country, it's necessary to link your weather alert radio to the appropriate station. I would bet you can. On yeah, several. I would think so, yeah. I'm going to get Brigham on there, mm-hmm. Ogden for some reason too, yep. and then burn mm-hmm. So, um, and although you may be able to tune into the National Weather Service station to hear the weather, um, to hear the weather doesn't mean that the station's broadcast warning alerts. Well, that was weird. It is um, important to reference the NWS's complete listing of same codes for each uh, county. So might be something you want to print out yeah. to put with your radio uh, system. Shortwave radio, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because that is confusing stuff. I, like, I would love to know more about shortwave radio. Well, I ain't going to give it to you today. I know. I'm just saying, like, I, they seem interesting. So the thing that's confusing is shortwave radio doesn't mean that it only is a small distance. It's actually the opposite. Yeah, um, it gets stuff from it's the, a long ways it's away. It's the way that the radio uh, wave is. It's it's a shortwave instead of long. And so you actually get, you can receive stuff internationally with this thing. So in a way, ham radios are somewhat like this. It's just that they're not private. Like, you don't have to have a license to use shortwave. Um, you don't have to... You can get shortwave radio channels on these standard mm-hmm. um, devices. I think, that the, I think that one of my radios does have the shortwave on there. You can pick up all kinds of weird crap on yeah, there. Yeah, man. So, it just gives you more uh, ability, like a little bigger ability to, like, listen to further away in different mm-hmm. stations. You, you never know what you could pick up. This was actually used a lot more in World War II mm-hmm. um, propaganda and stuff like that because it could travel very far distances. It uses the ionosphere. You remember that? I do. The What's that that thing up in um, Alaska, that weird... Oh, harp. Yeah, so yeah. it uses the ionosphere. Mm-hmm. So 
it's pumping out some short waves as we speak. Heck yeah. So anyways, um, a lot of different features, a lot of things to look for. Um, but yeah, make sure you get a good weather radio. And yeah. I, I, I need to look. I don't think mine are the weather alert radios. I think they're just- The, the one is. I think the- uh, a, Yes. Um, the uh, It's kind of a big freaking, deal. Yeah, it just, is a big you know, deal. You don't have to worry about the system being- mm-hmm. um, letting you down because it's just going to give you an alert no yeah. matter what like your phone and so we talked about you know these emergency radios but where do you keep them and where should you be keeping them and i think there's a few places for you to consider in a bag wrapped in a blanket in my bug out bag. i do actually have one like in a faraday bag just in case because i figured man if something goes off i don't know maybe i'm just being crazy but i do have one in a faraday bag but the number one place you should have one is at home um, oh, sure. you should have at least one emergency radio at your house because that's probably where you're going to use it the most that's right. a cheese, cheese it size. One. Yeah, that's the cheese it box size. Um, in, in um, an SHTF situation or a bad storm, this should be constantly on, giving you the information that you need. Uh, so having one at home is key. Uh, bug out bag. So you can consider having one in your bug out bag, but this all kind of depends on your bag's build, um, how heavy your bag is, how much space you have, and how... Uh, how critical you think it is to have a radio in your bug out bag. It's really not that bad of an idea because you need to know when to come home. Yeah. You need to know what's going on out there as you're bugging out or after you've bugged out and you're there. But, um, you can get pretty small radios. I have that smaller one, that block of cheese size. Mm, the block mind. of cheese size. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just you got to have that cru- crucial information during your bug out that could save your life. Maybe you need to alter your route. Maybe you need to go to bug out location number two instead. And the only way you're going to get that information sometimes is going to be through the emergency radio. So it's a good thing to look at. Um, speaking of bugging out, having one at your bug out location is a really good idea as well, especially if you don't have one in your bug out bag. Yeah. You're going to have, have want to have one when you get there because you need to know, when can I leave this place? Am I just guessing? Am I just going to hang around until I figure it's been long enough time? Or can I actually get information about what's happening and when the best time to leave is? So that's a good one. Um, bug out vehicle. Again, For sure. that's in maybe just a regular vehicle. It doesn't really matter. Um, but again, you can get a small one that fits under your seat or in the glove box. It doesn't take up that much space. They're relatively inexpensive. Why not grab one and have one in your vehicle at all times? Yeah. Right? The last place you should consider, and this is one that I've been looking at that I haven't done yet, but is having one at work. Right? How like how often are we at work? We're at work every freaking day for our entire lives, um, and and if um, something happens while you're there, the, the power's out. You don't your the phones go out, the internet goes out. You don't know what's going on. Why not have an emergency radio in your desk? You could pull out and start getting some information right away. So that's probably the last place I would put it. Yeah. But it's it's a good place to consider. So that's it, man. That's um emergency a lot of alerts. Emergency and- alerts. Yeah, and, that was for dummies because yeah. I am not in any way a radio expert. No, obviously, but but, I, but I, I it's just such good information. I think for all preppers yeah. to consider, right? Yeah, for sure, you need that radio. You do. You really do. Um, also, Cam, if you didn't know, um, electrolyte deficiency or imbalances can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, and weakness. All bad things. I got all those. You, I got all all the time. <laughs> Unless I'm drinking my element, which I had yesterday, actually. As people who want to be prepared and ready for anything, the last thing you need is something that will slow you down when you need to be ready the most. That's why we at Casual Preppers have teamed up with Element. That's L-M-N-T. It is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt, 
with zero sugar. Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited to folks following a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. We think Element is perfect for bug-out bags and EDC kits. Element contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium. If it's good enough for the Navy SEALs, for FBI sniper teams and Marines, it's good enough for you, all right? Casual Preppers listeners can get a free Element sample pack when you make any purchase through our exclusive Casual Preppers link. There are no promo codes out there. This is the only offer that they offer is with their partners. You click on the link, you get a free sample pack with all of your orders. It's pretty freaking awesome. So cool. Yeah, the Element Sample Pack includes one packet of every flavor. So this is a perfect offer for anyone who's interested in trying all the flavors or if you want to introduce your friend to it. They offer no questions asked refunds on all orders. Now that's a beautiful thing. They're just like, yeah, I don't like it. Give I'll me a refund. back. Yeah. Um, the offer may be claimed by first-time and returning Element customers. That is another cool thing. Um, this offer is exclusively available through VIP Element partners like us. You won't find this offer anywhere else. Head to our link, drinkelement.com slash preppers to get your order and your free sample pack. That is drinkelement.com slash preppers. There is a link on all of our socials, and there is a link in the show notes to go check it out. Literally, I just had, I had the orange last night. They're so good. At jujitsu. I like crave them. I do too. It's weird. It's it's when you know that you're actually um, <laughs> you, deficient. You're deficient in those things because like the salt just like, oh, you feel so much better. I do. Like after you get it. Sad story. We took some to California on our trip cause, just because I like them. And mm-hmm. um, my wife, yes, I'm calling you out. <laughs> um, she threw them away. Oh. Like I think they got wadded up in yeah. like a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. super sad because I like crave them. And, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they taste so good. I've tried so many different mixes from different companies, and this one's like by yeah. far my favorite. Last night, I actually mixed it with my fizzy water. Oh, oh it was so good. <laughs> that it actually was, probably it would was delicious. Be okay. So, yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, it's go get time it. for the quick and dirty medical tip. So, um, super common thing that I see often, especially I'm in an allergy clinic now, but ED. even in, yeah, yep, I'm in an ED clinic now. Yeah. But the, um, a rash is like mm. one of the most frequent things that we see. But I want to talk about like off the grid type of scenario mm. or uh, survival scenario where you just don't have anybody to show that rash to you. Can't text your friend. Sorry. <laughs> you got to figure huh? this out. Um, many infections are associated with uh, a rash. A lot of times rashes are benign. You don't have to worry about them. But a lot of times they can uh, be an indicator of more serious illness. So this is actually from the Preppers Medical Handbook, oh, um, nice. which I kind of uh, I like this information. And again, I'm saying this as a last-ditch effort. You know, you're only, uh, you're off the grid. You can't talk to a professional. This is what you want to do. This is not medical You develop advice. a rash and a fever at the same time. It's probably best to empirically treat with an antibiotic. Mm. So get started on like doxycycline, 100 milligrams twice a day until two days, you know, keep doing it even a day or two uh, after the... Uh, fever has gone away. Mm-hmm. So because um, Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, uh, syphilis, that once. <laughs> meningitis, he really did. did he? He had Rocky Mountain spotted fever. I he think a lot down. of people, it gets overlooked. He got his butt kicked. Strep throat, measles, a lot of that stuff. I mean, um, you just don't know and mm. you don't, you don't want to risk it. You don't want to get worse. So if you have the antibiotics, you develop a rash and a fever, 
go ahead and start treating with some antibiotics. Good idea. And I know that's against everything that we are taught and learn in medicine, but again, this is a different scenario. Yeah. Just letting you nurses out there know. <laughs> Please do not email us. And again, this is not medical Nothing advice. against nurses, but they yeah. seem to be the ones that jump on me. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> hey, mean... Lucky boy. In that setting. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then the other thing, most definitely have uh, Benadryl. Yeah. So 25 milligrams, one to two tabs with that rash too, uh, every six hours will make you tired for the rest of your life. <laughs> but Sounds good. But it is going to clear up most rashes. So nice. um, anyways, I just thought I'd throw that in there with uh, super good information from the Preppers Medical Handbook. Again, check that book out. But Beautiful. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome stuff. So that's very good. Well, thanks guys. We appreciate you listening. Um, please, uh, follow us on all the socials. Uh, that's Instagram. That's uh, TikTok. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. That's YouTube. NOAA radio. NOAA channel. It's in the game. Um, yeah, we appreciate you. We love you. Um, next week you're going to get an episode that's not live because I'm going to be gone. Yeah. But it's going to be fun anyways. So don't worry about it. Right, Cameron? It'll be good. It'll be good. You'll like it. All right. Stay survived.